Welcome to the Associates Corner, the project where our mission is to empower you with tools, ideas, and strategies to elevate your associateship and your career. Join us. Let's get started. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Associates Corner. It's Catherine here. It's a Wednesday evening when I'm recording this. Thanks for joining us whenever you do happen to be listening to this podcast. We appreciate you tuning in. We'll jump right in tonight. A couple things I was thinking about to discuss. I've boiled it down to one topic, but as always, we'll start with a really quick clinical pearl. Making preps, especially prior to digital scanning, but I'm, I'm really interested in polishing my preps. And the clinical pearl I want to talk about today is actually using a slow speed round burr around the margin of a prep. And this has to be done very gently. You can, you can destroy a margin if, if you're not light with a touch, but taking off any any little splinter edge that's honestly not going to withstand cementation and function, get it off there. Get it out of there before you scan and get a beautiful margin to be able to marginate your crown more precisely. Clinical Pearl, think about using a slow speed round. Um, There are other techniques as well. I mean, a really fine diamond and cutting diamond, those are great too. I, I like the slow speed round though, um, especially with some of these uh, deeper preps that do really well to be well polished prior to scanning. So little clinical pro for you. Try it out. Let us know what you think. I mean, if you've got other techniques for how you're polishing your preps before scanning, I, I would encourage you to. If you're not, if you're like, well, yeah, whatever, you know, one, never do dentistry that way. Mm, yeah, whatever. Like, no. Do it right. Do it to the best of your ability. But two, think about polishing your preps. Really cool. Even if it's not going to be seen, it's going to be in function. So clinical pearl for you there. I'd like to get onto the main topic of today's episode. I'm likely a little nostalgic. This is my anniversary of graduation from dental school, May 5th. Um, I was talking with my co-associate today. Four years ago, we graduated. Now, granted, then there was residency. So, you know, the education, it's lifelong, right? Lifelong learning. But also, there was more training soon after graduation. So, really, it was still a while to get into practice. That being said, I have some very distinct memories from dental school. And there are a few things instructors, you know, attendings professors said that stuck with me. And one of those quotes is the topic of today's discussion. I remember I was sitting in pediatrics lecture and Dr. James Boyton was essentially making a case for treating children. For many providers, I understand the, you know, that child doesn't have adult teeth, that's a quick referral to the pedodontist, which is fine. I mean, they're specialists and they do a fantastic job and certainly there's a very important place for that. But Dr. Boynton was making a case, if you will, 
um, kind of reminding us that, no, we can, we can treat kids. This quote, though, can be taken far out of context of that. And the quote is, you like what you're good at. You're good at what you practice. So if you don't like something, start practicing. I'll repeat that again because I think, I think it's, pr- it's so applicable. You like what you're good at. You're good at what you practice. So if you don't like something, start practicing. And okay, as with any kind of, you know, ism or mantra, can you pick that apart, debate and say, oh, well, that's not true. Yes, but let's find the value in this because I think there's a lot to find. Let's start with the idea of the premise, you're doing something. You know, this, you could fill in this quotation, you like doing what you're good at doing. You're good at doing what you practice. So if you don't like doing something, start practicing it. First of all, liking something is an emotional statement. If we're being, if we're being upfront, I mean, do you like it? Well, (laughs) we can do things we don't like if we're being honest and honestly, um, if we're being upfront about some of our obligations in life, I mean, we do things we don't like. But I think is the doing or is the something that we're talking about here, I think it takes some deeper thinking. Is doing that thing key to who you want to become? And again, this leads to a bigger question. Who are you trying to become? Why are you doing what you're doing? This harkens back to the conversation David and I had, start with why. Know your why. Own it. Because if you find, oh, I don't like doing X, Y, Z, ask yourself, who, why, why, what is my why? Why am I doing this? Who do I want to become? And does this piece fit into that? In some cases, the answer may be, I want to be a reliable contributing member of this team. So maybe I don't particularly enjoy X, Y, or Z, but I value more being a valuable member of the team, contributing this, this component. It goes back to defining priorities and goals, though, and understanding If you're having a gut-level reaction, I don't like this. I don't like doing this skill. I don't like doing this procedure. I don't like interacting with this type of person. I don't like fill in the blank. There's more to dig under there. Let's consider it mostly right now as a skill, like a clinical skill, if you don't like doing something. I think there's a lot to say, yeah, when you're good at something, when it's, you get a good outcome, when it's not taxing, you like it. There's ease to that path of least resistance, right? But you become good at what you practice. Now, good practice leads to improvement, right? If we're simply repeating, I don't consider that practice. Repetition is not the same thing as practice. Practice is deliberate practice is almost a study. It's an effort. It could direct you to the last podcast. I think it's episode, I don't know, episode seven, doing a procedure three times. No, we can't practice 
when we're in the moment doing a procedure, but there are ways to practice mentally in preparation, in education, in continued training. There are ways to practice. And I think making a plan about that and then following through is so key. I think that defines what kind of provider you're going to be. We could even zoom out to the level to say what kind of person you're going to be. Practice isn't always comfortable. In fact, I might even say, by definition, effective practice isn't comfortable because growth isn't necessarily comfortable. I mean, the phrase growing pains, right? I mean, in childhood, maybe a child's legs will ache when they're growing. I mean, how many times do we counsel parents about teething children? Yeah, that's not comfortable. There's growth there. And good practice to lead to improvement, effective practice, valuable practice, may not be comfortable. But having that initiative to take those first steps can lead to improvement. And the best part is, if you improve, you may be causing yourself to actually like doing the thing you once didn't. And I think the other component of initiative there is that last, maybe, component of the phrase. So if you don't like something, start practicing. That, takes, that puts the onus of responsibility back on you where it should be. Simply stating, I don't like, I mean, fill in the blank, I don't like complete dentures. I don't like, you know, who knows what someone might say. Typically, it's a challenging thing. And if you don't like something, making that choice to not shy away from it, But to dive in deeper, wow, is that, does that have potential? Does that have strength? Or the potential for strength, I should say. If you don't like something, start practicing. Take that initiative. Be creative. Don't be afraid. Find a way to learn more, to become more, to become better. And I, I mean, we're talking about dentistry on this podcast, right? I mean, There are so many technical skills in dentistry. There are so many soft skills in dentistry, patient management, team-based management. Um, Gosh, I mean, even down to financial management of a practice, there, there there are so many complex, multifaceted issues that, of course, there are going to be things you prefer doing and things you don't love. But if there's really something that's under your skin that you don't like, Consider, do you not like it because you need to practice? Outside the walls of the office, though, I also think this can be so valuable to consider. Um, I'll draw an analogy because it's not even an analogy. It's just another example. I like to run. I really do. To be honest, I like uphills better than down. It's easier for me. Um, It it hurts less, especially when I'm tired. I'd, I'd rather go uphill. And why? That's because those are probably the muscles I have more developed that I'm stronger in. And that where do I need to practice more? The downhills. Where do I need to perfect my technique and really think about what I'm doing and make it so it's 
in this case, literal muscle memory, but, and I guess in dentistry too, developing muscle memory is real, um, but being able to have effective practice so that then I like the other thing better, the other aspect, downhill, you know? So that becomes, and certainly we'll all still have our preferences, but that's another example. Ultimately, I think it can be summarized, you know, if I encounter failure or a challenge, what do I do? I do more of what's hard. I make what's hard become the challenge. Essentially, my goal becomes if there's a weakness, I'd like to make that weakness a challenge and not allow it to have ownership over me. I want to say what I like and what I don't like, not let, you know, what is passively my thought be my reality. I also think we can examine this because that statement puts a very active perspective on things. You like what you're good at. You're good at what you practice. So if you don't like something, start practicing. But I think it's important to realize too, vice versa, or rather, it works in reverse, meaning you end up being good at what what you're practicing. And I'd like to think about mindset. That's one word for it, mindset. But are you practicing a deliberate outlook that you want to take into your day? I think complaining is toxic. That's a strong statement, but we're good at what we practice. Careful about the words we say because even if it seems like it's you know, harmless words, harmless banter or commentary. We get good at what we practice. So if you get really good at making fun of people, yeah, okay, it's just banter, like whatever. Well, you're getting good at thinking that way. And think about what you're practicing in your own outlook and self-talk. It may be one thing to, you know, sure, we all have higher or lower self-esteem days, but be deliberate as much as possible about the words you say, about the outlook you hold, because you're going to get good at what you practice. And in some ways, I know earlier we were talking about how in the active sense, repetition isn't necessarily the deliberate practice we're talking about when we're trying to develop a new habit. But repeat something enough, and that's what you're going to revert to. And if the habits you have in place, if the habits you're practicing, either knowingly or unknowingly, aren't what you want, take a careful assessment and realize you can adjust And you may need to adjust because if you're practicing it, you're going to get good at it. And, you know, that's an opportunity right there to take a true assessment of the landscape of your mindset and say, do I like this? Because I like what I'm good at and and I'm good at what I practice. So start practicing the outlook, the mindset, the thought patterns 
that you want to uphold and that you want to spread in the world. And from a clinical standpoint, take a look at what you say you like and don't like. See if there's something, maybe that can be a North Star as you're choosing your future continuing education. I mean, I'll be honest with you, for a good long while, I had, I mean, I had the staff saving extracted teeth so I could practice root canals, and now I, I think it's great. Um, maybe that's an extreme example, but it's really not. I mean, you need to practice. If you think you don't like something, that's where the work is. Don't shy away from the work. Jump in. Jump in with both feet. Be the owner of your own life, the owner of your own practice something to think about. Hopefully this was some good food for thought. We'd always love to hear feedback. I thinking about how we're going to post this to Instagram and I'm, I have so many photos of me in dental school with my typodont in pre-clinic. Okay. So many is an overstatement, but the ones I have are memorable. I don't know if one of them is going to make it all the way onto Instagram, but, um, there are some fun ones. It's graduation season. Like I said, today is the anniversary of class of 2017, walking across the stage, going from student to credentialed professional. And um, congratulations to all the graduates. And you know, if something's hard, if you don't like something, start practicing. Remember guys, keep the patient first. It really all does work out after that. Take care. We'll talk to you later. Bye.